I said, I'm not giving into it. I'm changing my thoughts every time it comes in. But I was seriously trying to self-sabotage. And I w- and honestly, I was waiting for BJ to give me the out, which I knew he wouldn't. I knew he wouldn't give me the out. And honestly, I was never not running the half marathon. It was something I had to work through because of the fear I had about doing these back-to-back runs like this because I had never done it before. So I had a fear about my body being able to handle it. So every time those thoughts kept coming in or they would ask me how I'm doing, I would say, oh, I'm good, I'm good. Or, and I would just keep changing my focus that right now I'm fine, right now I'm fine. Even though while I'm walking down this hill right now and I can feel my quads screaming at me, I'm fine, I'm totally fine. I, just, I flew all the way out to the West Coast, I am doing this half marathon. And I needed to prove to myself that I could do it too. Welcome to the Yogi Triathlete Podcast. I'm Jess, your host, and this is the place where we share stories of people looking, finding, and living their purpose. The YTP is proud to be sponsored by Health IQ, an insurance company that uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people, including runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and more. BJ and I are going through the process, and these guys are totally legit. The qualification quizzes on the site are super fun, and they're not that easy. They definitely get your competitive side stimulated. So if you want to save for being a healthy human, just like good drivers save on car insurance, then go to healthiq.com forward slash YTP to support the show and see if you qualify. Be sure to mention YTP when talking to an agent. All right, you guys, here's the deal. We need your help with the podcast. I'm sure you've heard me say how much becoming a patron on Patreon has a massive effect on the life of the show. Well, I say it because it's true. The interviews, scheduling, traveling, podcast production, promotion, it is a huge part-time job. It's been almost two years and we're at a point where we need to honor the time and quality of the show with financial backing. So this is what we're going to do. I've done some math. And if 250 people, which is a fraction of our weekly listenership, was to pledge $5 a month, we would be good to go. We're going to run this Save the YTP campaign through March 31st. And if we can get the support, we will continue with 100% of everything that we're currently putting towards this weekly miracle. If we don't get the support, then we'll need to make a decision in regards to the future of the show. And what we think that decision looks like now is that without the support, I'm going to need to get a part-time job, which we do not believe will allow for this podcast to continue. Will it break our hearts? Absolutely. But we practice detachment with everything in our lives, and we know without a doubt that if the YTP is supposed to continue, then we will receive the support to make that happen. We know this show is making a difference in the lives of many people, and we know this because you guys are emailing us and sharing the most beautiful words that have given us the fuel to keep going. But the fact is, we live in this world, and because we have gone all in with Yogi Triathlete, this is how we pay our bills and feed our bellies, including Clark's. And we can't do this without the energy force that we call money. We believe in the impact that Yogi Triathlete is having in the world, and we will not stop moving forward. We have risked it all for this mission, but the ends are frayed and they're getting a little tougher to pull together every month. And that is why we are asking for your help. It is very simple to become a patron. 
go to patreon.com forward slash yogi triathlete. And on the right, just below the cover photo, you will see a red box that says become a patron. Click on that and choose your amount. Whatever you select, it will drop down the amount and you can change that. So if you click on $1, it will give you the option to change that to whatever amount you want to contribute. You can click on the save the YTP $5 and increase that to 10, 15, 30, whatever amount you can give monthly to help us keep this podcast going. So thank you to everyone who is currently contributing. You guys have kept our optimism on point, but we have received the directive to put out this ask and our fingers are crossed that it will be answered and that we can keep going on to share stories that are helping people shift their lives in a positive way. We are in deep thanks of your support, and we do believe that the podcast will get the support, and we can all continue to move forward through this incredible medium of connection. Okay, now on to the show. Today is episode 95, and this is the place where we ask the why and teach the how behind finding purpose in life, get to the other side of fear, climb over the walls of outdated belief systems, and provide a platform for our guests to share their unique journeys in this game of life. Today, we have Liz McCutcheon with us. She is a yogi triathlete, athlete, plant-based running coach, dedicated meditator, mom, wife, badass, and my beloved training partner for the past four days. She flew out here from Boston on Thursday for our epic training weekend leading into the Mendocino 50K next month. And here we are on Sunday evening, having just completed our final weekend workout. Everyone is safe and sound, tucked into their two times you recovery tights. And now I'm handing over the mic to BJ to pull out the details of our Mendo prep, our mental game, our challenges and joys of pushing past our limits in the name of sport. BJ, the mic is yours. Liz, welcome to the show. First off... Let's get things started. We need to s- congratulate Jess. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Jess. <laughs> okay, what is up with like the congratulations that happens after you turn 40? Like, congratulations, you're 46, you're still freaking alive. I noticed that when I turned to like 40, I was like, when the hell did happy birthday turn to congratulations? Yeah. Like, it's a freaking feat. Wait till you're 50. <laughs> no, but thank you, honey. It, it, I do celebrate, I do... I do celebrate the day that I was brought into this world because I am in just an unbelievable, like immeasurable amount of gratitude of the being that I have become in this life and the work that I've done on myself and the darkness that I've lived in and the light that I bring in and just to see both sides, both sides of how to live and then being here and being a teacher of this warrior path. I mean, I really, really celebrate the day that I came into this life because I just can't believe that this path I've been able to walk. So thank you. I wouldn't (laughs) want to walk this path with anybody else. This whole world, except you. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't think we had a choice. (laughs) I know our souls (laughs) were connected. The karma was, the karma's thick. Yeah. A lot of work, a lot of working out to do. (laughs) We're working it out. All right, here we are. And Jess and Liz are training for the Mendocino 50K. And this is a this was a big weekend, right? This was, um, we're about seven weeks out, I want to say, from the race. And seven weeks? 48 days. 48 days. Liz is on point with her data. She's got it. <laughs> She's been my data, like, saint all weekend. 
So Jess did this race last year. So this will be her second 50K. And Liz, first 50K. Absolutely. Yeah, not your last. Nope. Yeah, she's, she's going to get the fever. Yep. But today, so let's let's backtrack. So Liz, you're from Massachusetts, as yep. are we. And you came out for the weekend. I did. Thursday. Got on a plane. Flew all the way across the country. And avoided, for sunshine. And avoided the <laughs> nor'easter that yes. came in. <laughs> on Friday night. Yes. Perfect timing. Thank you. <laughs> so you came out and what was the um, what was your mindset as far as the the you knew that we were gonna be putting in some miles, right? We sort of had a, a rough structure. What was your mindset coming out here? Did you have any fears or expectations? I didn't have any expectations, but I found myself having fears around being able to, well, I didn't know what the trails would look like. And I was nervous about just being able to get it done. And I, but I knew I could get the trails done. But what I was most nervous about was a day in between then doing a half marathon. So within that three days, I'd be doing an actual 50K. That made me nervous. But I just sat with it in meditation and I just tried to stay in the present moment and tie your shoes. Now I'm going to go do this. And that really helped keep me. Yeah. So the, the meditation practice bring, just brings you back to the yes. present moment. And yeah, as your absolutely. mind constantly goes into the future because, or into the past or references social media. Yes. And the only reason why you had those thoughts is because you haven't done it yet. Like right. you have not done it. And now that no. you've done it, now that you've come out the other side, it's a different experience. Like totally. you have a different relationship with it, right? Totally. I know I can do it. Yeah. Well, and that's like, we were kind of talking about this this weekend. Like that's where the mind is helpful. So now Liz knows that she can put together a 50K in training over the course of 48 hours. Like if we're going to, if we do this again next year or we do the Sonoma 50 miler, which there's a little bit of chit chat about that. Uh, like she's got that now. Like, oh yeah, I can do that. I can do a huge training weekend. And coming into this weekend for me, because I did this last year, I, um, I knew that I could do it because I had already done it. And so it, it is like, we talk about, you know, getting so caught up in the past with the mind, but when we, it's, what this is all about is being able to use the mind as the tool that it is and not being used by the tool. And that's how most people live is they get used by the thoughts and they're, they're not living their own life. And so when we can use, when we can, um, get really skillful at living, which is, this is the game of life. When we can get skillful at playing this game, then we can use that tool of the mind and the past experience and say, oh yeah, like I did this. And so I can do it again next year. And when we walk into a weekend of like huge miles that we've never done before, we can say, yeah, but I ran Boston and I've done Chicago and I've done 20 mile runs. And what's like, we can pull upon our accomplishments of the past to help us walk through those moments of fear moving into the unknown, especially when we're talking about doing physical feats that we've never done before. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, absolutely. I think the mind, the, the mind needs to be reined in. And when you are able to accomplish a weekend like this, what else can you do in life? Like what else right. is fearful in life? What else haven't you done in life? Because you just, you don't have the experience. So let's backtrack to your flight out here. How was the flight? Oh, it's a good flight. Yeah. Uh, started with meditation. How long was your meditation? So the first one, I was just going to oh, go. we got two here. Yeah. Awesome. So the first one, I was going to do 15 minutes, but I just sat there. And by the time we took off, I just kept going. And I think it ended up being 40 minutes. 
And then um, the second one was later in the flight. The flight was getting long. I was getting antsy. Um, so I was texting you and you suggested, <laughs> why not do another one? So I was like, you know what? That's right. I'll do another one. Um, so I ended up doing like another 40 minutes and it was awesome. How did you come out of them? So like what was, you have a timer on yep. your phone and probably vibrates or, or dings, whatever. Yep. And you have headphones in, yep. I'm assuming. Yes. And, and so when you're in that meditation and you have to, and the, the bell rings, like what, what's your mindset coming out? Like what, what do you see when you come out? Are you startled? Is it, a, is, are you sliding into the surroundings around you? Yes. Yes. And I mean, sometimes I'm surprised by the sound because I'm like, so in the flow of the meditation, I almost don't want it to end. Um, so sometimes I sit there a little longer and just try to keep focus on my breath. And I just keep the headphones in, even though it's over, and to kind of like ease myself back into mm. what's going on around me. Meditating on a plane is, is so amazing to, like, to be in service of everyone on the plane because you know that there's panic on that plane, there's fear on that plane, there's people numbing out on that plane, there's a lot of low vibes on that plane. And to be like the one just sitting there and, hol and holding the space of meditation. It doesn't, see, that's the thing, like, what, I don't think people understand, like, one person meditating on a plane can balance out all that negativity because negativity, all that energy is very weak. It's very weak. So if you just have one person on the plane meditating, like, you can balance all that out. And you're just, you're in service of every single one of those people on that plane. And what those people probably don't know is the fact that they have a meditator on the plane that there's something within them that is like crying out for meditation. They don't realize that, but just because they're on that plane with you who's meditating and who knows, maybe there's other people meditating, but because of that, what they don't realize is that they're, you know, they've got that within them too. And we say that in the M21 programs, which, which by the way, is going to be starting the day that we launch this. Which March is 5th. Tomorrow. Yeah. And 21. Join. It's not too late. And we say that, you know, some people will say, oh, I'm not doing this right or I'm frustrated or, you know, it's, I had a bad meditation and we're like, or, um, you know, I'm not good at this. And we're like, okay, wait a minute. Like, first of all, none of that is true. And the fact that you're even in this M21 group, the fact that you're even here tells us that you are like a high level, high vibe person because you wouldn't have been attracted into it. Those people would not have walked on the plane even when they were booking their 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 seats. Like there's a force at work that we don't that we don't know about. And so um yeah, if you think you're bad at meditation or you're not, you know, you don't want to do it or whatever, but if the M21 is is something that you've been thinking about join because that's your inner voice saying do this. So anyway, meditating on a plane is a total kick-ass way to be in service of other people. Yeah. And tomorrow you fly home and you'll be doing the same. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And just, pro just see, just see where it takes you. Like maybe set your timer for an hour. Like you may come out of it with the, <laughs> yeah, go longer, <laughs> yeah. but you may come out of it when they ask you for a drink. Like there's always these distractions or yes. the guy needs to get up and yeah. go to the bathroom, but just, just sit in it and, and totally absorb that. I find at that elevation, there's something about the air, there's that pressure that just, yes. it's easier to sink in more oh, quickly. Oh, totally. I thought it would be hard because you're on a plane with so many people and there's so much going on around you. But as you, because I did it once before, but once you're sitting there and 
you just put the headphones in and you just start breathing. And anytime I get distracted, just bring it back to the breath. Just keep bringing it back, bringing it back. Anytime a thought goes to what somebody's going, ne- you know, doing next to me, or I hear somebody talking behind me. So off the plane, we hit what? What was the first? Uh, what was the first stop? You picked her up. We went to Torrey Pines. Yeah, we met you at Torrey Pines. You had ridden your bike down there and got there about an an hour before we actually showed up. And you were like, well, I'll just do hill repeats. And I was like, that is so perfect because that's exactly what you needed to be doing and prep for your, your races that are coming up. But I wanted to come down and meet you guys. Like I wanted to run and get out in the trail. Yeah, and Torrey Pines is absolutely gorgeous. It's, you know, it's not a huge trail system. I've done hour and a half runs there because it's just so beautiful. You can do the the loops over and over again. And we didn't, We I think we did like 45 minutes. An hour. We did an hour? We did. Oh, See, the data girl. I love it because I have not been good with my data. Don't shortchange us. Okay. So yeah, we did an hour run and um, we didn't even see all of it. But it's it's these trails that are like literally on a cliff overlooking the ocean in La Jolla, California. I mean, what did you think of it? Because you had seen like a video that I had I'd done like a... I did like a, a meditation there one day in the M21 program in the group. But what did you think when you finally got there? So l- let me back up to when I, I got off the plane and had to get my bag. And I remember kind of the old Liz would have been freaking out. Oh, my God, I got to get my bag. I got to somehow go to the bathroom. I got to change. How am I going to get my clothes? It's going to be a mess. But I was able, I just got my bag, I went to the bathroom, I changed my clothes, put in my contacts, and went out and met Jess. And it was an awesome start to this training weekend. It was absolutely breathtaking. The views, the trail. um, Running on the beach at at the end. Oh, yeah. We ran on the beach at the end. It was totally perfect. Um, Yeah, it was awesome. We don't have trails like that where I am. And you have, yeah, so you currently, so let's frame it. You haven't currently been, been running on... These types of trails, you, you no. do have trails around you. I so do you have do trails have, around yeah. me. They're totally different. Um, they're awesome. It's conservation land. There's a ton of them around me, um, but they're like leaf covered. There's a lot of ways to fall. Um, you have to really pay attention. These are just, not that you don't have to pay attention out here, but it's just different. Mm-hmm. It's more like dirt trail. Um, there's rocks some stairs, some big rocks in the side. You just got to climb down a little bit more technical. So just, and I haven't been doing very much because I live in New England and a lot of times the trails, you can't run on them. They're either ice covered or it's, they're just a mess. Um, but now they're starting to get better. I was able to run on them like the week before I came out a little bit. Before the Nor'easter. Yeah. Before the (laughs) (laughs) Nor'easter. So that was a great, yeah, that was so, it was so good to meet you guys down there. And we were just I think we're all on a little high. We're just hopping around the trails and down the stairs and up and back. And then Friday, you guys woke up early. We did. Big day. Where'd you guys head? We went to Sycamore Canyon, which is just, it's in Poway. So southeast of Poway, really. And I had gone there a couple weeks ago with the Woot group that I've been running with. What's Woot? Women out on the trails. And if if anyone, like they're all over the country. There's not a ton of them, but they're all over the country. And so there might be one in your area. And like these ladies are unbelievable. They'll, they're, they're training for hundreds. They're training for fifties, 50 K. Some of them are just out there 
putting in 50 mile weekends for because they want to run for fitness, you know, like it keeps them sane. And it's been really cool running with these ladies. They're taking me, I have way more trail experience than I had last year, which I've said to Liz, like, you know, going into Mendo last year, I had, I had some trail experience, but nothing like I've had this year. And, but you'll be totally fine. The trail up in Mendo is so kind. And yeah, so I've been running with these girls and they took me to Sycamore Canyon a couple weeks ago and they had done like a 20 mile run on Saturday. And so this was like a eight or nine mile loop. And there was like 15 of us and two girls were like, yeah, I'm going to go a second loop. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll have somebody else to go on the second loop. And it's what, what, um, drew me to it was one of the girls in the group posted, like, I'm going to Sycamore Canyon for, for a grueling on a grueling course. Anybody want to join me? Of course, we're all like, yeah. And I'm like, Ooh, grueling course. That sounds good. So it was, it was, it offers everything. It's single track, it's technical, it's flats, it's climbing, like you have to hike. It's, there's a sustained downhill that's over a mile that you can run because it's on a, it's on a Jeep road, but you can run it, which is great, but it's steep in parts and you're like, just hoping that your legs can catch up. So it's really, it's a quad, it is a quad bomber as Liz found out yes. on Saturday after <laughs> exactly. it settled in. So you had a so Liz had a little <laughs> insight from what Jess had described to yeah. her. But like what was what was your thought that morning cuz it was bright and early you just got off the plane and you had just one night and now you're going to go out and run what I put in there 4 hours, right? A little over 4 hours. You said, you said 4 to 5. 4 to 5. Okay. 4 to 5 hours. Um I got up and I decided to do a 30-minute meditation. Normally, during the week, I do 15 minutes, but I've been feeling the urge to go longer. And so I did 30 minutes. And when Jess picked me up bright and early at 5.45 a.m., um, I told her, I said, hey, guess what? We had a great run today. That's awesome. You already yeah, I already done it. Yeah, I had already done it. Awesome. Yeah, so it was... Um, and I, I honestly, I was feeling excited to get out on the trails. I, where I live, I run a lot on the road and it's very hilly, but it's not like running on trails and having to power hike and everything like that. So I was super excited to finally get out on the trail and get a break from running on the road. Yeah. And I want to back, I want to back up the story a little bit to that day that I went out with the Woot group, because when we finished the first loop, Nobody was going out for a second loop and it's not a heavily trafficked trail and you're definitely like you drop down deep into the canyon and you know, there's bobcats and mountain lions and you know, rattlesnakes, rattlesnakes and lots of friends. And so I always have this thing of like, I'm like, I'm just passing through. Just, I appreciate the safe passage. Like I'm not here to interrupt your home. I'm just passing through. Thank you. You know, always being in gratitude. But I went out that day, and the whole reason why I got into ultra running, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, was because I was fearful of it. And so I was like, all right, let's, it's time. Let's t- it's time to face this fear. And so that day was so awesome because I went back out and did another, I think that day I almost got 18 in, so I did another 10 by myself on this trail, did the loop, so I knew it really well. But, you know, just because it would have been so easy for me to bag it. It would have been so easy for me to justify not doing that second loop by myself. But I just, there was no hesitation. I was like, I'm out of here. 
that could have really gone like, oh my God, what if I fall and nobody finds me? <laughs> you know, I'm going to be out here like rotting and, you know, some cougar's going to rip off my road ID and nobody's going to know who I am. You know, I could have gone down that road, but instead I just put one foot in front of the other and practice being calm because that's what we need to do in the face of fear, indecision, doubt, all of that is do it from a platform of calm. So I think the, I think you just touched on a huge, uh, huge point, which is indecision. Like when you delay and this is something I'm working through a lot. When you have the delay or the indecision, you're, you're widening the other gap, which is like all these thoughts can come in and you start to convince yourself that maybe I don't need to do this this time or, or I need to take a break. But if you act and just get going on that second loop or you act and you keep your swim intervals going, like you're just into it, like commit and go. And the other, the other way around that, the other, the other end of that is just, indecision and that just delays the inevitable and you end up self-sabotaging yourself and it's wishy-washy you cannot be wishy-washy on this path you can't be wishy-washy like just make your yes like let your yes be yes and your no be no and you know we've got a lot of feedback we did you and i did a podcast i think i don't know when it was i think it was january's ask the yts and we were talking about the swim and and i was saying like you know, I'm fine. I'm fine right now. I'm fine. And we'd be getting a lot of feedback that people are using that. And I was using that that day. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Right now. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, and it's when we go into the future, when we don't use the mind as the tool, when the tool uses us, that's where we start to get into trouble and we start to create because we're always creating. We start to create experiences that, um, are, are not, (laughs) are not enjoyable or we do fall on the trail and smack our face and, you know, but we create it all. We create Absolutely. it all by the thoughts we indulge. Yeah. So we'll get into the trail. But what was nutrition like for this uh, four to five hour run that I prescribed? Like detail, um, what did you guys have for breakfast? And then what you guys took on the trail? Because I think, I think it's important to know when you venture into these long runs that you are sufficiently hydrated and fueled properly and post run as well. Like you need to get going on the... <laughs> They recovery as soon as possible. So maybe talk a little bit about that. So my fueling is pretty consistent. So I had oatmeal probably about an hour or so before you picked me up because I knew we had a drive ahead of us. So I tried to time it so that it would be around like maybe an hour and a half to two before we started. And I brought picky bars oatmeal with me. It's easy, portable, hot water. And especially since I'm out of town, it makes it super easy. And then I had a banana in the car on the ride up. And then I had water at the place I'm staying. And then I, yeah, I didn't have noon until I got on the, because I used noon hydration until I got on the trail and it was in my hydration pack. Um, That's what I did before. What about you, Jess? I did oatmeal in the morning too. And I loaded it up because I freaking love oatmeal and I've got a pizza constitution. So I've got a thing about overeating. So I loaded it up with raisins and hemp seeds and coconut and pecans, cinnamon, agave, almond butter. It was awesome. I had caffeinated coffee, which I've been sliding in lately, caffeinated. But I know, I don't have, I'm not going to get addicted. I'm totally Liz, we're we're, we're going to hang strong. (laughs) All right. Yeah. You guys are fresh addicts. You guys are fresh. And I'm like, Oh, I know right. I had I had one today. And this too. is so he, funny because we used it used to be the opposite. Like Liz and I would be like, "What are you getting today? What are you getting today?" Like hammering up, and you're like, "I'm taking care of my decaf, or I may not have anything." Like totally have switched. Yeah. Spots. So I had that in the morning, and like Liz, 
I was thinking like two hours was going to be good. And you really like, you got to time oatmeal because it is, it is hearty and it's going to fill you And it. There's so many times that I've eaten oatmeal and then gone for a hard swim and literally have just been like, you know, trying to take a breath while I'm like re-swallowing the oatmeal yes. that is like thrown up yeah, into I my mouth. I would say oatmeal is not ideal. For a swim. Pre-swim, post-swim uh, Post-swim? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but I found uh, last couple of long runs I've done, I've done oatmeal, especially with it being a little bit of a drive to the trails and it's been fine. Like it fueled me through the first like hour, 15, hour and a half of the run. Like I didn't need to eat anything. But, and then... But I know my body so well that I can go off of that like, okay, yep, now I need to take something. I just know and I know before it's too late. So I had that. Then I brought 60 ounces of water and then two of the soft bottles, one with a goo electrolyte and then one scratch. And I drank those to completion and I had 40 ounces of the water. So I had about, um, about what? 60, 80, I'd like 80 ounces, if not a little bit more of liquid that day. It got hot. It did. The f- second loop was hot. And then I had for food with me. Oh yeah, you didn't talk about your food. No, so you go ahead, with food, I had, I've been making potatoes, like these little potatoes. And I roast them up with a little bit of olive oil and some salt. And I put them in a Ziploc and I take about 10 of them. Because I figured that's about that. I've done a little bit of math on that, and that's good for an hour. And I and there, it's like having potato chips, but not having like the sick feeling because they're like these really oily, fatty. So I have the potatoes. I start eating the potatoes the first time I need to start eating. I eat those potatoes. You got to chew them thoroughly. You got to be totally mindful. I've almost died on the trail trying to eat a potato, and then I moved into. I had a gel. And then I had another gel. I think I had two gels. And then the last thing that I pulled out, which was money, and I pulled this out at about mile like 14, was peanut butter stuffed pretzels. And, and you th- both are digging the peanut butter And we were, I remember pretzels. the moment. We were running down the second time. <laughs> we were running down, the, we were running down <laughs> the long downhill. And I remember saying to her, like, I... The joy, like the bliss of these peanut butter filled pretzels have completely overtaken any sensation in my body. I'm in so much joy over these things. So I think those are going on the course with me because they're salty. You get the peanut butter. They're easy to eat. Oh my God, they're so freaking good. I think that's, that's important later on because I'm looking at, uh, looking at Liz's data file and the temperature went from 54, which was the low, all the way up to 81. So it was quite dramatic. Yeah. And as you get later into the running and the hours pour on, you need to replace yourself with those electrolytes. So I think yeah. the salt is good. The noon is good. And all these products you guys are mentioning, the goo, the scratch, the the um, noon scratch goo, they're all vegan. And drinking. All vegan. Yeah, all vegan. Yes. And drinking when it's 54 degrees, when yes. you're not right. feeling thirsty, drinking. Yeah. like So I'm Absolutely. drinking like every 10 yeah. minutes, I'm taking a little haul off my off my camelback, but that's what I took in for those four hours and nutrition was totally on point. So what did you take for food? My hydration pack was filled with noon. I want to say I put 1.4 liters in there, but I don't know how much I drank. It wasn't empty. And that's something I work on is uh, making sure I'm drinking enough. And why would you ever hold back drinking? I don't know. Would it be, there's no... (laughs) 
She's got a drink. She's got a drinking, eating, and moving situation. We got to work on. Yeah. Um, what were you gonna say? Oh, oh because peeing. Yeah, <laughs> peeing in nature. Do you hold back because of peeing? No, I was just. <laughs> I think probably subconsciously I do. Okay. I think it's a subconscious thing. Um, not anymore. Because you can find that balance. Because you can as an, yes. you can find that balance of drinking just enough where you don't have to go. Back. But, but so, what it, did you have success? I on tend this to trail? Though, Yeah, I well, I also tend to have one of those bodies that like when I'm doing a hard effort and I'm drinking, I don't have to go a lot of the time. There are there have been times, but what I took in my pack, I had two goos with me. I oh PB and J. I made two pe- peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and I cut them up into little squares so I could easily eat them. With the crust or without the crust? No crust. <laughs> Makes it much easier to eat. Um, I work on eating while I'm running, and I have to actually walk while I eat peanut butter and jelly. I, I'll choke if I, if I try to run and do that. So working on it. That's a work in progress. On this particular day, I chose to start with the peanut butter and jelly recently what I do is I would have the goo first and it didn't sit well with me. So I did the peanut butter and jelly and it w- and I did that the first two times we ate something and that really worked well. And I only had one goo on this. We also took salt tabs. I brought salt tabs with us. So as it got warmer, we each probably took two of them, mm-hmm. which yeah. really helped. And I think that's important. Uh, a p- important point too is, is when you're early on in the run, your effort and intensity is low, so your stomach can work a little bit harder at processing yes. the food. But when you get later into the race, your legs are your blood flows down to your legs. Like we need to, we need to yeah. send some some energy down there. So then that's when you probably should take in the goo. And so yep. it that, seemed to work well. Which is what I did. Yeah, it yeah. worked really well. And I probably was like Jess. I would drink, or every time I saw her drinking, I would just drink. And I think that made I ended up drinking more than I normally would. Um, and I also brought the peanut butter stuffed pretzels and had some myself. I had four. We'll put a link to the uh, peanut butter pretzels. (laughs) Yeah, they're the Trader Joe's. And I put 15. That's a serving. It's 140 calories for 15. And I ate every single one of them. They were awesome. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, also, I think what was on our minds too, it's, yes, it's about the moment, totally about the moment and the step that we're in and all of that, right? Because we're all about the present moment. But it's also holding that vision of like, I've got to run, I've got to race a half marathon on Sunday. And so I need to be on point with my nutrition because I can't put my body in a deficit. I've got to be really, really good about that. So being in the moment because I'm holding that vision for success for the entire weekend and staying accountable for that. Because it's easy to be like, oh, I'm fine, I'm, you know, and, and push yourself because you don't want to stop to eat if you can't chew and eat or whatever, or you're not drinking enough because you don't want to have to pee outside, which she did. And by the way, we were right next to a porta john and I told her she couldn't use it. I was like, there's a porta john right there, but I don't, I don't, you shouldn't use that and, and you should go outside. Well, and I told you when we were driving up, I'm like, I'm going to pee in the woods today. So you um, commit, commit. No I did. Hesitation. I committed. Like, yeah, I got to awesome. get past this fear. And now I was like, oh. That's how you do it. I got it. Success. She, she asked me a little bit about technique. Yes, I and did. What do you tell? Jess, like, Jess is very experienced. I'll speak for Jess's peeing habits. Um, I horrify you with my peeing habits. Very, very experienced on the side of the road, on the trail. Uh, Mall parking lots. Running on the, on the road at night or in the morning. It doesn't matter where. Oh, my God. In the morning, if the sun's not up yet, like, watch out. I might be in your front yard. 
I'll just go. I'll go completely uncovered. She'll right shove there. the deer out of the way and, totally. and take take their spot. So it's good that nutrition. You guys were focusing on nutrition, but also after you got done with the run, we went back for that Friday night. What did we? We did a yoga class. Well, we went, but we went right into recovery mode. So in the car, I had. Um, oh yeah, let's backtrack to yeah. The, I had the a scoop post, of plant based protein in the car, and I just mixed that with water and hammered that down. And then we went to Jamba Juice and got a green smoothie. And we went to Starbucks because yeah. I was with running on venti. Yeah. And then we came home and and ate like we ate. I ate like a good meal. She ate a good meal. What did you have for your recovery meal? You, you did kale. kale. You and- yeah, I had a big kale salad that I I bought. I bought stuff to make. Yeah, it was awesome. Just like getting And that. I'm gonna tell you that I also have a love of uh, rippled potato chips. So I did buy a bag of those and have a handful of those. Yeah, that's it? Just a handful? Probably a little more. Yeah. Both of you guys. I, I see some similarities over there. We've got a chip <laughs> issue. Yeah, and then uh, then we went and went to six o'clock yoga, which you and I co teach. So I got about a half a class in and Liz got the whole oh, class yeah, in. Yeah, that was good. It wasn't easy either. No. It was a power yoga class. It was a power yoga class. We actually filmed it for our team, for our team members. So yeah. if you're part of Yogi Triathlete team, you get live sessions of yoga and actually yoga roll we recorded on Saturday mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So yoga Friday night and then we kind of wrapped it up. We were kind of fatigued yep. at that point. And then Saturday. We came home and just had like su- super simple peasant food. We had black beans, rice, nice. burritos. Avocado. So just mm. really good. Yeah, good fats, avocado. Fuel, yeah. fuel up for for our recovery. It was all about recovery. Like I remember saying that when we were on the trail. Like yeah. the most important thing that we have to do between now and Sunday oh, totally. is recover. Yeah. That's sometimes the most important. Yes, the training, right. but the recovery in between is huge. Say that again. The recovery in between is huge. Absolutely. It's all about recovery, right? Stress, rest, adapt. Yeah. Yeah. It's key. And that was a a sticking point for Neil Henderson when we had him on the podcast too. And and he was just named USA Triathlon Coach of the Year. Awesome. So he's got something to say about recovery. He does. And he has a lot to say about like, it's not about, it's not always about riding the edge. It's, It's rarely about riding that edge between, you know, injury and, you know, and I've heard that so many times, but it's not, it's about you know, it's like, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Like when you go out and you do a hard workout, do a freaking hard workout. When it's time to recover, go as hard as you did on that workout into your recovery. And I feel like that's what we did. And then set us up. Oh, go ahead. Saturday. Like I woke up in the middle of the night on Friday. I was like tin freaking soldier. I was like nothing. No joints were bending. Muscles were not activating. I was so stiff. My left plantar fascia would like woke me up. It was like little drummer boy in there. Like just boom, boom, boom. And I was like, I'll be fine. I'm going to be fine. And what were you feeling, Liz, Friday night? My quads were not happy with me. <laughs> so so as reference point, have they ever been this sore before that you can recall? Probably the last time they were this sore was, the first time it comes to mind was the first marathon I ever did, was, which was when I was 28 and I had to walk down the stairs backwards. But no, not this sore. This was a, the downhills on the trails really stressed them, but now they're going to adapt. Absolutely. And you've been doing a few, uh, we've been having you run a little bit 
um, on the treadmill because you've got a decline. You can set it to decline, which is good. And you've got those hills around you, so we'll continue right. to do that. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Like you stress it, you rest it, and then you adapt. And we'll, And this is such a great experience because it shows you where you are right now. Right. Like all this training that we've done, both of you, this is where you're at right now. And what can we do to pull you through for these final 48 days till race day, right? So Saturday, what did we do Saturday? We slept in. Score. <laughs> yeah, that was big. We needed sleep, so we slept in. Didn't wake up to an alarm. Sleep is such a big piece of recovery, letting your body rest. Huge. So we slept in. I taught a yoga class, and then we went to, uh, did a 5K, walked. We walked a 5K by the lagoon. With Clark. With Clark. Had a little family walk. And then we did yoga roll with you yeah. on Saturday, which is the best hour of the week is Absolutely. that class it is so unbelievable and we went live with our team so again our team is getting this unbelievable these unbelievable yoga classes and that i, I think that yoga i mean that yoga role was huge so you're i know you're a big believer and you've been coming quite often but liz i know you roll at home you've got the tools you got some christmas holiday gifts from trigger point i did i did <laughs> um and the thing that we always say is it's great that you have the grid or you have these tools but do you use it so for you what was the class like what i learned is i'm not rolling i think i'm rolling but i'm not <laughs> i'm like quick on the quick on the quad quick on the side quick on the um calf muscle and this taught me it's just like with meditation and yoga to slow it down totally slow it down and I got so much more. Now I know so much more when I go home on what to do. And plus, hey team, it's on the Facebook page for us. You totally need to do it. It was a game changer. Yeah, I think I think the key point is people have like five minutes to roll and they'll just try to get the whole body and they'll yes. do it super quick. But in reality, what what is the most beneficial is to focus on those areas that you may be experiencing some swirly sensation right and then spending time slowly rolling up and down and then finding that bump in the road we call it a little speed bump and then keeping direct pressure on there and 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 that's where you find the most benefit and it's not always the it bands no you know everybody wants to roll their it bands but there's plenty of more going on in your body and even today i can say after the after the race like it had nothing to do with my legs my the way i was carrying my right arm and shoulder is what's challenging me right now. So uh, we'll be foam rolling after this. So the Excellent. yoga, so the foam roll class was good. It was good. Um, what did we do after that? We well, we had gone to packet pickup, and Liz was. I want to talk about Liz's championing. Is that an, another yes, word I just made up? No, that's a word. Over her mind because her oh, quads yeah. were oh, really oh, like oh. they were they were like seizing up and giving out on her on Saturday. <laughs> So what, and what, and she had to run a half marathon the next day. So I picked you up. What did you tell me? You're like, I have to tell you something, right? I'm just gonna tell you something. I said um, my quads are not doing well. Like I don't know if I can run tomorrow. I I literally said that I don't know if I can. I like I said, but I'm just putting it out there so it can just be out there. I said I'm not giving into it. I'm changing my thoughts every time it comes in, but I was seriously trying to self-sabotage. And I w- and honestly, I was waiting for BJ to give me the out. 
which I knew he wouldn't. I knew he wouldn't give me the out. And honestly, I was never not running the half marathon. It was something I had to work through because of the fear I had about doing these back-to-back runs like this because I had never done it before. So I had a fear about my body being able to handle it. So every time those thoughts kept coming in or they would ask me how I'm doing, I would say, oh, I'm good, I'm good. Or, and I would just keep changing my focus that right now I'm fine, right now I'm fine. Even though while I'm walking down this hill right now and I can feel my quads screaming at me, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I just I flew all the way out to the West Coast. I am doing this half marathon. I and I needed to prove to myself that I could do it too. But in that moment, in that moment, you could not comprehend how you were going to be able to No, I could do a half marathon. But but that so that's that's the key. That's you're going you're re, you're referencing past experience of Yes. Oh my God, it's a half marathon. Like usually I'm, I'm tapered for a half marathon. My yes. legs are feeling good. And I'm racing. Right, but you need to, but you kept doing this. And this is so great, Liz. You, you kept reeling it back in and being like, let's put this in perspective. Right now, I'm fine. Right now, I'm training for a 50K. Right now, it's about loading my legs up for the weekend. It doesn't matter what my race, what my pace is going right. to be on Sunday. And we put that in perspective. But it's so great that you're getting, you're getting into that gap in that space that we talk about where you're making the decision. Yes. The thoughts are coming in. Yeah. They can come in. But you're, you're choosing to just be here right now. And, and just the same way, like being in the moment. That's what we have right now. And absolutely what we have right now is we're talking, we're having a conversation on this podcast. Like right now, this is what we're doing. And, and you can just bring everything here. And that's what I kept doing was bringing myself back to the present moment. Right now, we're just going to get a salad at the salad bar at, what was it called? 40 Acres? What was that? Lazy place? Acres. Lazy Acres. Yeah. But at Lazy Acres, you tried to pull a little, you tried I, to pull a fast one on me too. So she's splitting, she's conquering, she's she, splitting us up. She's, she, yeah, she's, she was trying to get us strategic. She was playing us. separated them. Later on in the day, we were walking into the market to get, we were going down to Encinitas to pick up our packets and we were walking into the store and she was like very serious and she was like, just so you know, like my quads are not doing well. Like, I don't know. And the old girl, oh, no, a girl said, ran by and you go, I couldn't do what she's doing right now. I, I know. I said, I can't run right now. Oh yeah. That's exactly. Right literally now. I said, I cannot run right now is what I said, but just didn't have any of it. No. So <laughs> we went to the salad bar and she's like, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And because I, yeah. at that point she didn't have to go in the parking lot. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll meet you at the salad bar. And then she started to walk away. I'm like, Hey, listen! I'm like yelling at her in the supermarket. Just so you know, we're doing this race tomorrow. She's like, I know we're doing the race. I'm like, we're doing this race, and you don't have to run right now. You don't have to run right now. You don't know what tomorrow's gonna look like. Just be here right now. We're just getting salads. You're getting more incredible anti-inflammatory food to heal your body. Food is so important, and if we're loading it up with foods that create inflammation in our body. You might not have been able to run today. Right. No, absolutely right. If I didn't do the recovery and keep fueling, you're right. And the constant, constant mind training. The yeah. constant mind training. And that, that timing of the nutrition cannot be understated. Like right. your drive home from the race, fueling up. When you get home, more fuel. The yoga roll, like have 
water and roll and then get home and then have like high vibe food. Right. All of this timing is, is speeding up your time to recovery. Right. That's all. It's like speeding it up. Otherwise you can prolong it. Yeah, absolutely. You guys crave pizza, you crave chips, you crave uh, burgers or whatever it is. It's just going to add inflammation to the body. So let's fill ourselves with high vibe food. And that comes from what is important to you? Like what is truly important to you? Is it to have a successful training weekend or is it to indulge in foods and then deal with the consequences come the race? Like what are your priorities in life? And that goes back to mindfulness. When you're in meditation, you can begin to explore what level all these things rank in your life. And you soon will find out quickly what's important. And again, it was, you know, similar to what I said about Friday being on the trail and doing that big run. So we got almost 19 miles in that day with 3,000 feet of elevation and or 3,000 feet of elevation yeah, or four. No, it was 3,000. 3,000 and then and like then another 2,900. Yeah. Of, and then yeah. close to another three in, um, in descent. descent. And so as we're doing that, thinking about holding the vision of the future of being successful. And as we continue to take bites out of the weekend, now it's getting to a point where we're getting closer to the half marathon. The, you know, the almost 19 mile run is behind us now. Now it's about, yeah, it's getting through the half marathon, but it's also holding the vision of coming out of the half marathon strong and not being completely crushed because I'd like to run tomorrow. I actually feel like I can run tomorrow. It's crazy. So, and keep that load going. And so coming out of that successfully and not just being like, oh, let me just get to the half marathon so then I can pound a bunch of beer and eat like crap, which is not, which is going to prolong my time frame to getting back to running. So it's a, it's, you know, and, and holding the bigger vision of being super successful at Mendo because I'm way, way far surpassed like where I was last year at this time. And so just getting better and better and better every day in every way. All right. So yeah. Saturday night after yoga roll. You guys came over to where I'm staying and we had pasta. Yeah. Yep. Pasta. We went to bed early, got up early. That was the key too, is going to bed early every night. Yeah, I think looking at the clock, I, we were at your place and it was like 7.24, yeah. 7.30. I was like, all right, got to go. All right, we got to go. Time like, for bed. Time yeah. to, uh, <laughs> time to um, get the show going because it was going to be another early day. Yep. And so let's see, we had, um, we got up at five. We did a meditation. We did a 30-minute meditation. That's what we had time for this morning. What about, what was your morning like? Before Same the, thing. I got you up. Yeah, I got up at five. Well, last night before bed, I I just wasn't giving into the feeling. I just would walk around acting like the feeling in my quads didn't exist. Um, and I had some ginger tea and I drank water. And then I think I was in bed by 9, p- 9 p.m. And then I woke up at like 4 a.m., which seems like when I normally wake up now, even though it's not time for me to get up yet. And I remember feeling the sensation in my quads and I just said to myself, you're, you're running the half marathon today. And I just pictured this, all this white light just going into my quads. And I just kept picturing it. Every time I felt the sensation, I just kept picturing the white light, picturing the white light, picturing the white light. Even when I was walking around, I'm like, I wasn't paying it any attention. I said, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to have my glass of water. And then I, I, that's what I would focus on. I would just kept staying 
in the present moment with the next thing, not even thinking about the fact that the half marathon was coming. And what do you attribute that to? What do you attribute, attribute your mindset now to where your mindset could have gone if the same situation happened even six months ago to a year? I would say a year ago, I would have told you I'm not running. I said, I'm not running. And that would have created an awkward situation when we drove, dragged your ass to the starting line. <laughs> it would have been awkward. And pin the number on me. <laughs> Hold her down. I'm pinning the number on her. Jess and I on either side of her, like carrying her through the start banner. Would have created an awkward situation. So I'm glad you didn't do that. No. But, but I... I but it would have been drama. Would have been drama. Well, would have been leakage of energy. It would have been... Yes. Well, <laughs> and even though I was saying this stuff to you on Saturday... Really deep down, I knew I was running that race. But it was real, man. I saw your quads giving out on you. Yes, it was very real. It was totally real. She wasn't making it up. Oh, and it was real when we started the race. It was, yeah, it was real. It was there. It was real when we started the race. And within the first 200 yards of the race, you go down a hill that it's probably like an 18% grade. It's super, super steep. I don't even, yeah, I don't know how steep It's a short, steep downhill. And I was like, it's about 18, I would say it's about 18% grade. It's yeah, yeah. It, yeah it was all right so, t- so today so this is sunday we we uh went down to the encinitas half marathon which we for liz and i that was our first time jess is a legacy i'm a legacy runner, runner. <laughs> she did it last year and it was the first year and this is the second year it's a super well-run race i mean awesome it's an awesome awesome race and it's along the coast starts in uh, encinitas goes down to solano beach weather was perfection. it was absolutely perfect couldn't have been better yeah and yesterday we actually went to pack a pickup and it was uh, raining and clouded and it was pretty chilly. It was freezing. Yeah. It was 65 and we had the heat blasting and Liz, and Liz almost was, melted. Yeah, she was... What everybody in California calls rain and I'm using air quotes. It was a squall. Quotes. Squall. We barely made it out alive. <laughs> Lived to tell about it. And then it. they turned the heat on in the car. I'm like, oh my God, can you guys please turn the heat down? Oh my God, it's like 60 out. <laughs> we We... When we were living back east, people were telling us, you guys are definitely California material. And now I get it. Like, this is, we are California material. So, Encinitas Half Marathon. What was the strategy for this? Uh, Start out walking. Take it easy the first half. So, we walked 10 minutes. And slowly, as I kept walking, I mean, I could feel my quads probably the first half of the race. But as I kept going, my, I just kept shifting my mind off of them and not giving it any attention. Where did you shift your mind to? Like, how do you do that? How do you shift your mind? I shift it to my third eye is what I do. And I also, you know, will say something to myself, like either like the longer I go, the stronger I get. Or so um, a mantra. Yeah, total mantra person. It really helps me. But sw- going to the third eye... And also, I knew that I, there were no expecta- expectations on me for this race today. I knew the goal was to be on my feet and to get it done and within the three days to have done a f- total mileage of a 50K. So we walked the 10 minutes. Once the 10 minutes hit, we started running. And we the first half of the race, we just kept it at a nice conversation pace. Uh, we were just on cruise control. We stopped. The nice thing about today is we were light. We didn't have our hydration packs or carry water with us. We stopped. I had two goos with me. We stopped at every water stop and had either water or Ultima or both. 
um, and just probably um, stopped at the porta potty. And then I would just. I was looking for a place to pee. I was like, this is what I hate about road races. I just can't pee outside. But you took advantage of of the frequency of your pees, right? Yeah, I'm I'm addicted to peeing. Right. But so I would like to say but, I did not pee once during the but race. But not caffeine. Not caffeine. <laughs> but Liz utilized that time very well. Yes, she I was took, hydrating. I was hydrating. While Jess is in the portal, yeah. portal John. I was quick. I'm quick. Um, but we stayed together the whole race. And then uh, we had awesome conversation. We, I mean, we weren't even paying attention to the mileage. We were just running. And honestly, it went by. It just, we were ticking it off. Like all of a sudden we were at, the halfway point, and I just felt so good. So I started picking it up, and Jess and I just started picking it up, and we just stayed together. And then we ran, we started talking to a woman, uh, Pam, and um, <laughs> and then we went around the nine miles, and we just both felt really good and started picking it up. And then we saw the 230 pacer sign in front of us, and we're like, we're getting that sign. And then towards the end, um, I think at mile 12, Jess saw me look at my watch and she said, you're not looking at your watch again. Come on, we're just going. It was mile 11. You looked at, you, I heard it click and you looked at, I heard it ding and you looked at your watch and I said, no more. Don't look at your watch. And it had nothing to do with like anything other than this is such a potent time to train your mind. Right. And there were times, there was a couple times during those last couple miles, especially during the last mile where I really wanted to look and see how far I had. And I, I didn't let myself go there. I did not let myself look at the watch. And I would just, I just focused on my third eye, focused on it's go time. And we flew to the finish. We literally, it was like my legs were just going. They were just going. I didn't feel my quads. I didn't feel anything until after. <laughs> but it was the most amazing feeling to cross that finish line. Like I can't even put it into words what I accomplished this weekend. Like it will, this is just a huge growth weekend for me, mentally and physically. And did you feel, I want to, I want to talk about that, but did you feel, and you, you might've mentioned this to me, any moments of these people are running in front of me. I, I should be running. Like, I know I'm faster than these people. Just look at them run. Like people on social media are going to see that, whatever my race was, was 2.30. Did any of those thoughts ever enter your mind, either one of you? The only time was when we were first walking and people were cheering for people. Come on, this is great. You know, go. Like, we're like in the first like few hundred feet and just talked to She's like, this is the time where put the ego aside, put the ego aside. We're walking. And we just said to ourselves, like, let these people go because we're going to pass them later in the race. That's what we did. And we, we just thought it couldn't have been a more well executed race. Seriously. Like it. Yeah, it couldn't have gone better. So as you're both your coaches, <laughs> you guys are both my athletes. I just I, I have a feeling like uh, I'm so in tune with you, obviously, because we, we share space together. But I feel like we should. That's what we do. We share yeah. space. We just share space. <laughs> but Liz and I <laughs> have been working together for our almost two years. And I just have, from your feedback, your comments, all your data, all of that, like, I just had this feeling and I just knew, I just have this feeling, I got to say, I just have this feeling that if you would just start walking and running, 
I knew at a point you got, the legs would begin to go. And I don't know if that's because of my own personal experience and how I've worked through things, but I just have this feeling that knowing what you guys did, the feedback that you gave me, everything that was involved, what you guys had been doing, the rolling, the new, I just knew like if we could just get to that starting line and start slow, like eventually it's going to pick up and you guys are going to have a great experience. But if you had just locked down and put down the, the doors and, the, and just locked down and said like, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do this race. And we talk about that a lot when you go out for workouts and like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do a 30 minute run today. And that's when we say, just go out and do five minutes or 10 minutes. Just or go. Just start taking steps. Just start. Yeah. Just get out the door. And so today's experience and seeing you guys so joyful after the race, when I finally came back from teaching yoga, you guys had no, there was no high or low. It was like a, an even kill neutral energy where you guys were like, yeah, of course we did it. And we finished strong. And of course we did. And I want to add, there's a very big difference with me telling myself I couldn't run. My quads were sore. I was not injured. They were just sore and I should have been sore because I did an epic trail run that my body's not used to on Friday with some epic downhill and it needs to feel this way. And then I need to run on it. So, cause when Mendocino comes, I'm, it's going to take me longer than four hours and my body needs to be trained to know, to run on those legs that are tired and feeling sore. Yeah. It's just a sensation, right? Yes. It's, it's absolutely just a sensation, just a sensation yeah. because my quads were used harder than they've been. And you guys are fine. You guys are fine. Absolutely. You guys are walking around so much better after the race than you were coming down the hill when we left the car to start the race. I'm way better now after the race than I was this and morning. And your energy. So your energy, of course, we came back and we, we napped, rest, right? Yeah. Recovered. We had those awesome vegan burritos at oh, Eve. Oh, Eve. Oh, my God. Those were so <laughs> right? delicious. I, I can't even. Oh, my gosh. So if you're an, if you're an Encinitas ever... You have to go to this place, Eve. It's an amazing, amazing spot. We love going to it. It's right next to a studio we teach yoga at. I just want to back up for a second. Yeah. So right after the race, Justin and I got our banana and our water. We walked straight down to the ocean, took our shoes and socks off, and walked right in to take a nice Pacific Ocean ice bath. And it was shockingly cold. It was. Like, it was shockingly cold. It was. And the surf was wild. And it was like, it would be at your ankles and then it would be like at your hips. We yeah. were soaked, but we just stood in it. And it was like, you remember like when we'd come in for snowboarding and your feet would be so cold and you'd go into the lodge and they'd be like defrosting and they'd be like so achy. That's how it felt. Like, it was like, right. oh my God. But it was, I think that was the best thing we could have done. And Absolutely. Then, then we walked barefoot, probably about a half a mile back to the yoga studio where we had stored our stuff. And I was like, let's not put our shoes back on. Cause I think walking barefoot and stretching out the feet is yeah. going to be really, really good. And it was, I mean, we weren't going anywhere fast <laughs> at that point, but yeah, no. that was huge. <laughs> and we were, then we were going to go to co get coffee and we were going to get at this at Ironsmith Coffee, which has like this incredible toast with almond butter and jam. And we went past Eve and I was like, we should just get a meal. Let's get something that's going to really heal us. And so this was like this chickpea scramble with, there was arugula and like slaw and this avocado oh, cream. cream. Oh, it, my was God. it was ridiculously good. It was heaven. And beans and, and 
and then it was like, it, in the description, it was like, and wrapped in love yeah. with a whole wheat tortilla. I mean, it was just, yeah. it was so good. And that's how you got to fuel. And then we had water and I had a, I actually had a cup of coffee there, but it's not putting in, you know, pizza with mucus secretion all over the top of it and slamming down GMO beers. It's what is going to fuel you so that you can get a workout in tomorrow. Cause tomorrow's not going to be a day off. Well, you're going to be flying, yeah, but fine. you know, so that you can continue to train. Are you, are you, are your actions aligned with your goals? And I think that goes back to, you guys have made tremendous decisions over the, over the weekend, like consistently checking in, in the moment and making the, the right choice for you then. But I think all of that is sourced from your meditation practices. Like the ability to quiet the mind, not quiet the mind, the ability to sit, calmly with your thoughts right and and watch them go by and, and understand the relationship you have to those thoughts which reinforces your presence in real life when you're out of meditation and so starting on thursday all the way until this moment you guys have both made decisions that were moving you towards a successful training weekend towards having a successful race at the 50k and it all stacks up and this is the warrior path, right? This is the warrior path. There's no breaks. The warrior doesn't go on vacation. Like the warrior path is constantly going. So you even the choice of going to get peanut butter toast at Ironsmith versus Eve, like something was in your mind and it said, this is probably better for me in the long run. And then you acted on it and made a decision. And yeah. it was amazing. It was amazing food. I actually, you guys ordered one for me and yeah. I came down. It was freaking awesome. Um, <laughs> But that can't be understated. Making those decisions count over and over again starts to form those new patterns. Now, the old pattern may sneak in every now and then, but now you're changing your default. And so your default is what is best for me? What is what, it, what aligns with my priorities in life? And I think that's an important, important piece to take away. So let's, uh, w what can you guys take away from this training week? And both of you, what, what have you taken away, whether it's, <clears throat> whether it's something to do with your mindset, maybe a confidence, or, or maybe it's a, it's a knowing that everything will be okay. What can you put your finger on as one thing that you can take away from this training weekend? My mental game is impenetrable. It is so solid. And it gets more and more solid every year. In those moments... At the end, we, and I think what Liz was describing was flow because we took a hundred percent and I was saying to her like third eye, third eye, third eye, a hundred percent, nothing else will do. Nothing else will do right now. And every once in a while I would like pepper in those comments to her as we were going that last mile and going a hundred percent, being able to take a hundred percent of your awareness to a spot away from the sensation in your body, away from the thoughts in your head. The thoughts are still going. The sciatic was still booming down my leg. But because I was pulling my awareness away from it, I wasn't feeling anything. I was in total flow. And, you know, I said to you a couple weeks back, like I needed some, I needed some days off. And I took some days off and I had taken maybe a couple extra days off. And, and I said to you, I said, you know, I'm, I'm not... I said, I'm not like most athletes. Like, I don't have any doubt. 
I know I'm going to kill it in Mendocino. I know I'm going to absolutely blow my time away from last year. I have no doubt. So I'm taking a few days off. And you totally know, like you trust me that I know that. And I just, that was not the way I always lived. I am living proof that starting with one breath and starting to like switch the roles where we're in, where I am now in charge of my mind. I am now in charge of my mind. Every time I race, it gets better and better and better. And it doesn't mean that, I mean, from mile six to about mile nine, my right leg felt like it was, all the muscles were tightening, the sciatic nerve was aching all the way down to my shin, which is not where you want to feel it. And I was just like, that, it just is, it just is. But it never took me down and I kept running. And Liz actually was really strong during that time. So I was right off her shoulder and she was in front of me and I just kept going and I just kept following her pace like, and not paying mind to the sensation in my body. So my mental game is, it's so freaking strong. It's crazy. And that is not because I was born that way. <laughs> I mean, PJ, you knew me when my mind, when I was a total servant to my mind, when I couldn't sleep at night, when I would have panic attacks, where I would get angry, when I would be frustrated, where I would be sad, where it would be a big drama show. And none of that. I have none of that anymore. And it hasn't taken the joy away from my life. It hasn't taken away my ability to be funny and to laugh and to be silly and to be me and to have a little bit of an edge. It has not taken any of that away from me. It has only opened up my ability to be 1000% confident that anything I put my mind to, it's already done. And we talked about this last week, but the very essence of meditation is that you can train the mind. And I think you're the perfect example to say with dedicated consistency and commitment, you can absolutely change your mindset through meditation. It's that easy. And Liz? It's that simple. Simple. I don't want to say it's easy. Yeah, it's not easy. That wasn't easy. Yeah, yeah. that wasn't the... But also, like, I don't want to say it's hard. Like, it's so hard, but it takes... It takes as much will and discipline to get to the finish line, to push, to have your heart rate at 185 in that last mile and to keep pushing for that whole mile. It takes that kind of will and discipline, but that's, athletes already have it. So in that sense, it is easy. And every single one of them has it. Yeah, let's hear what Liz has to say. I would say the mental game. A year ago, I was training for Boston and not in a good place, mentally. I wanted to finish Boston and I was running Boston, but my body was having some issues. And your body, was, your body was shutting down. Yeah, it was shutting down. And I, um, and a year later, like I don't remember who that person is anymore um, with consistent meditation. And I just started with five minutes a day, like five minutes. And now there's times I do 30 minutes or 40 minutes. So I would say it's the mental game, This getting through that self-sabotage on Saturday, even though I, underneath that self-sabotage, I already knew I was running and it wasn't an option for me. Just working through all that 
was what I, is what I'm taking away from this weekend. And then I'm going to totally rock Mendocino 50K. Oh, boy. Watch out. Watch out, Sid. <laughs> we got some. We got two badass ultra runners coming to see you. Like, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I was excited before, but now after running, doing what I did this weekend, I can't wait. And so if you all out there, listeners, are looking to up your mindfulness game, because it seems like these two kick-ass... Ladies are definitely more confident and things have changed in their lives and not just in sport and performance, but in, you know, family relationships and work and, and all of that. But, but how, but how you can start your practice, if you're curious, is to join the M21 program, which starts tomorrow and you can join tomorrow and at any point. So go to our website, yogitriathlete.com and there's a link on the homepage and it's an entryway into into what meditation is and it explains why and how and it's an open discussion led by Jess and Golden who is one of our podcast guests and this is the fifth round of the M21 so you can stay for all of them and or you can just join this one you can contribute and ask questions or you can sit back you can sit back and just watch the discussions and watch the videos which happen every day somebody is posting something almost every day and be curious. Be curious about why you wouldn't want to start a practice. And if you're, if you're thinking like, this is not for me, this is something I could never do, that's all the more reason why you need to up your game and join the M21. And it's $21. It's $1 a day. It's 21 days. And you'll gain so much from it, even if, you just, even if you're just an observer in the group. And so many people have benefited. Many people have joined us every single one that we do and we're going to do these every month so I encourage you to do that awesome I think this is a good place to end it I think we did it I think we, we did do it. it we did it I want to have some birthday cake